Welcome to Geek Girl Soup. I'm Susan. I'm Kelly. I'm Court. And today we are reflecting on our childhood, but not our childhood, other childhoods actors, uh, of childhood. actors. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, it, it can turn out uh, good and bad. And in the, the movie that I saw, there are examples of both. Yeah. So I'll, we'll get to that, but <laughs> I'm mostly just reflecting. I, mm-hmm. I watched two movies for that. Well, kind of three. Mm-hmm. I watched a childhood movie of Reese Witherspoon. I watched an adult movie of Ethan Hawke. We can't mm-hmm. forget that he was a child actor and an adult TV episode of Malcolm Jamal Warner. Mm-hmm. But I can talk about a bunch of mm-hmm. actors. Yeah. Oh, for mm-hmm. sure. So we're going to, yeah. 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 But first, let's say happy birthday to Christopher Nolan. He is 53 today, July 30th. Yay. Yeah. Happy birthday. Wishing mm-hmm. him a very successful second weekend yeah. of uh, Oppenheimer. The yes. drop was, um, it was not a large drop. Usually the prayer mm-hmm. is it for it to be at least in the 50s or 60s. Last I read, um, it was 50, no, 47% or something or close to. Uh, and yeah. I, I sent you all a screenshot of what um, like the speeding and showings were for yesterday. Right, like, right. damn, this is week two and it's still good. Like awesome. I went Friday for another movie and like the parking lot was crowded like at 11. Nice. So I think people are probably coming back to see it in IMAX and see, yeah. you know, the differences between whatever screen they saw it on first. and, mm-hmm. and yeah. That. yeah, apparently to see it on a regular screen, stuff is chopped out. Really? That, yes, that you can see in IMAX. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> so we really do need to see it in IMAX. I'm glad that I saw it a second time in IMAX. Yeah. So do I need to buy it on 4K when it comes out? Or yeah, yeah why wouldn't you? Yeah. No. Why would you? <laughs> 4K versus Blu-ray versus well, I don't do DVD anymore. Buy it in the, the biggest, most accurate format possible. Right. right. Okay. The I'm the most IMAX format possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I saw an unrelated movie on on Netflix. Uh, they clone Tyrone. Oh, mm-hmm. how is that? I'm it interested. was good. It was fun, but it it kind of fell apart. But it was still fun, and it had it had a lot to say that was interesting and made you think. Cool. So, and stick around and. Uh, listen to the music over the credits Erica Badu she re- rewrote her song Tyrone to fit Ooh. the movie there was a concert recently and John Boyega he went on stage with her so like that ties into it perfectly mm-hmm. oh, better call Tyrone mm-hmm. that's cool I watched a short Netflix uh short how long was it eight episodes I think in French on Netflix mm-hmm. called Vortex came out mm-hmm. in 2022. Mm-hmm. It is about this police officer whose wife dies in 1998. And now we are in the year 2025 and crime scenes are digitized into VR through mm-hmm. drones and photos and things, but mostly drones. And he is investigating a murder that just happened. And he ends up seeing his dead wife in the VR and is able to interact with her. Really? And he tries to save her, prevent her from dying back in 1998. So did this happen at the same scene where- Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Same beach. Mm -hmm. And- they even mentioned the two of them even mention back to the future because of some butterfly effects. And because nice. he has a photo of her at a world soccer, you know, world cup game. Yeah. And they say something about if blah, 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 then you shouldn't be in this photo anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's really good. I recommend it. 
because mm-hmm. obviously it's not time travel, but through yeah. the VR, it's affecting time. I like it. It's really good. And then mm-hmm. there, there's a massive conundrum in his present and yeah, it's great. Mm-hmm. Nice. No. I have to see a movie, surprise. Um, yay. And it was a horror movie. Surprise, surprise. Um, <laughs> so it was called Talk to Me. And I don't know if y'all have seen the previews for it, but it's a really small budget film. The budget was only 4.5 million. And last I looked, they made it back over opening weekend. I think it was 4.1 the last time I looked. So horror movies, like they have a very small budget and they will almost always make their money back. Mm-hmm. But like this one was amazing because it had a really original story. And I believe it took place in Australia, but basically it's a group of friends, teenagers, of course, they need a new party game and they decide, ooh, there's this embalmed hand that we're going to grab. Yes, that we're going to grab and we're going to use it to talk to spirits. Oh my okay. God. Yeah. It's it, <laughs> today. Seriously, seriously. But it was very well executed. And like I said, the budget was only $4.5 million. You could not tell. It was really well done. Like I walked out of there, I was very happy with how I spent my time. That's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just, you know, you hear something like that and it's like, why people? I mean, obviously they had to have a premise for the movie. And so they have to have people acting stupid. I don't know why that just reminds me of, did y'all see scientists just revived a 46,000 year old worm? Yeah. A lot of the comments, yes, are why. Mm -hmm. Just because we can. And they haven't seen that, that, what was it, Norwegian or whatever uh, series that was on Amazon years ago that we watched? Yeah. 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 They didn't watch Kermit. Right. But I mean, all kinds of things. And, you know, hopefully they're doing it in like a biohazard, at least level two thing, if not three. And oh my God. Leave it alone. Yes. I know it's hot and the ice is probably melting anyway. You don't have to help it. Right. These things are going to happen naturally. And there's going to be a massive disaster at some point from it. But yes, let's not speed yeah. it along and facilitate it yeah in other news in other news i also watched joyride which was Ooh. like another complete departure from all of this it was so much fun and you guys are gonna have to watch it and we're we're gonna have to pair it with girls trip bridesmaids yeah. you know oh yeah all that so much fun that's great I saw it when it first came out. I was very disappointed mm-hmm. that it came and went in the movie theater because yeah. that movie was the most fun. I laughed the entire time, but I will but watch I'm, it again. I'm very happy that it came to, um, you know, rent and buy quickly. Yeah. That so, does help. That like a lot of, yeah, a lot of films are finding their, their footing there. Like yeah. that, that happened with The Blackening too. Like The Blackening okay. made back their budget which yay mm-hmm. it was kind of small budget but like a lot of people are talking about it and watching it like i go on youtube and look at reviews and everybody's you know reacting to it mm-hmm. yeah. that's great good and there's there's a song that will you'll you know <laughs> it's in your head it's earworm the whole weekend mm-hmm. speaking of worms <laughs> yeah right <laughs> yeah and it'll remind you of one of our podcasts also so mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> thanks for doing that now in the back <sighs> yep you're not mad about it i'm not it's, it makes me happy yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i think we all watched different films oh, oh i'm sorry court before we do that justified is back justified oh, yeah. is i still right haven't now. started it all right. You're only three episodes behind. Yeah. Oh my God. It's so damn good. And like his, his real life daughter, Vivian Oliphant, she plays, you know, young Willa, who was a baby when the show ended mm-hmm. eight years ago. Now she's a 15 year old. 
Oh, and she's cool. smack dab in the middle of his investigation. It is so much fun. Uh, there are all these new characters who are highly interesting. Like I kind of, I don't want it to be a limited series. Like I want them to give him several seasons because it's so good to see him again. And like, yeah. it's just fun. And he's good in fun. Chicago now. Is that right? Detroit. Detroit. Okay. Oh my okay. gosh. Yeah. So please check it out if you have not. It's on FX. Um, also available on Hulu, I think. Yeah. I, mm -hmm. I, I watched the first two episodes like twice in a row because it was so good. Third yeah. episode came. Thought we got another one. I was like, are they giving us two episodes at a time? They weren't. Mm -hmm. It was just the way it was some editing issue. Mm -hmm. Cool. All right. that, that was just me. And I'm sorry. Also, mm -hmm. FX and Hulu, what we do in the shadows. Yeah, I haven't gotten it's back so into good. that. Plan yeah. on, yeah, they are both. They were both on my calendar, on my yeah. list. Yep, I do intend to. You know, I've been doing my Apple shows and the crowded room just had their series finale. It, okay. you know, I think it, 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 it limited series. There's no need mm -hmm. for a second season. It's excellent. Just excellent. Mm -hmm. And, and really good finale. So wow. highly recommend that. So we, we each watch different films for our, uh, to fit the theme here of childhood stars. So, uh, Kelly, why don't you go first? Okay. Tell us about what you watched. I don't think y'all ended up watching The Man in the Moon. Oh, my God. Y'all really are missing out. We're terrible. So, The Man in the Moon is Reese Witherspoon's first film. It's, it's the first thing she has listed in IMDb. So, she didn't even do any TV before this. Maybe she did some commercials. I don't mm -hmm. know. But this is her first thing, film or TV. 1991 she was 14 she plays so a 14 year old living on this farm i don't remember what state she has a much younger sister an older sister i think the older sister is like 17 and her mom is played by tess harper her dad is played by sam waterston and the older sister has a scholarship to duke it's in the summer so the sister's going away and, you know, probably a month or a few weeks or something. And the farm next to them is empty, but here they, you know, all of a sudden the mother from that farm, her 17 year old son and, and twin younger brothers move back and Reese becomes friends with the 17 year old boy and develops a massive crush on him. And they're, buddies and he likes her uh he even kisses her like when she says i want my first kiss to be from you and so very sweet and then he and the older sister meet and of course they fall in love and like keep it from reese's character and but then she sees the older sister coming back from just having had sex with him. And she's, you know, mussed up and half of her shirt is out of her skirt. Oh, and this is a period piece. I don't remember what year it happens, but um, decades, probably like the 50s, something. Oh, yeah. Elvis is really popular then. Mm -hmm. And, you know, super old cars and things. Um, and spoilers. Yeah. Oh my God. The boy is so giddy after just having sex and being in love with the the girl. He noticed that his hat, he's right driving the tractor. Yep. Notice he left his hat on a tree tr uh, branch. And so he drives over there to try to grab it. And Ooh. he reaches, it's too far out and he falls and he gets killed by the tractor blades, the yeah. thing that he's pulling. Yeah. And um, so Reese's character is up, absolutely devastated. And the older sister is not showing her devastation to the family because she's trying to respect the younger sister's grief. But she like goes upstairs and collapses in private. And mm -hmm. then she fesses up to her mom who had the baby the same day that the, uh, that the boy died. And, mm -hmm. um, 
or no, right after he died the same day she came home from the hospital with the baby. And the Reese's character finally comes around and, and helps the older sister with her grief. And after the dad had a talking to with her, it is just so sweet. And Reese is amazing. The older sister went on uh, to, she kept acting, acting, but she stopped in 2016. Her last gig was days of our lives. The director uh, was Robert Mulligan. He also directed to kill a mockingbird. And The Man in the Moon was his final film. And I watched this on Amazon Prime. Uh, it comes included with Prime. It's just excellent. I've loved this movie since I first saw it when it came out. Yeah. Yeah. So well year? acted. Sorry? What year again was it? 1991. Okay. okay. So yeah. well acted. So well okay. written. Yeah. Just a beautiful little film. Yeah. yeah. I had... Yeah. When you said that movie i was thinking of the jim carrey movie oh oh right the um oh yeah oh god i love that one yeah. too andy kaufman right right yeah i think yeah. that's man on the moon yeah. yeah yeah love that one too this is yeah totally different and Thank just you. amazingly sweet yeah, yeah. Okay. and okay. so then of course most recently we see reese in the morning show on yeah. apple and that is coming back <laughs> mid-september I'm excited for that. But yeah, the, I remember Reese from way back in the day when I was a teenager. This is the first I've ever heard of it. The first thing I ever saw Reese in was Fear with Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. When he played her boyfriend, he yeah. got a bunch of crazy Abusive. with it. Yeah. Abusive, yeah. And then Cruel Intentions, which yes. I didn't watch because I knew how it ended. But then we watched it for our Danish Liaison podcast. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. And that's where she met future ex-husband Ryan Phillippe. Right, Phillipe. right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But like my favorite film of hers from back then, of course, was Legally Blonde in Sweet Home, Alabama. So like Reese has been a staple in my household for years. So I might go back and watch the one that you were just talking about. We'll see. You know, it's got that ending. I know, but it it ends really lovely. And yeah. It just, yeah, even though I just spoiled things for you, I still really recommend it just oh, okay. to see how it's done. Right. It's not right. so much the what of it. It's exactly. how. Exactly. You know, you can rewatch To Kill a Mockingbird multiple times because of the how. And that, oh my God. So Robert Mulligan was amazing at directing child actors. Yeah. Because think about Scout. I always forget the actress's name in that film and you know she had the uh and and her brother and her buddy all those kids in it and they were great and in this Reese just you can tell that she was amazing just fabulous the expressions that she gives their tone how she delivers her lines wow yeah. Check it out. For you, Kelly, I will check it out. Please do. <laughs> you will not be sorry. Not a single moment is wasted. And it's not mm -hmm. long. I don't remember how long it is, but you know, it's you know, not Oppenheimer. <laughs> yeah. 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 And of course, what did you watch for the assignment? I watched a couple of things. I watched Goonies, I watched the Monster Squad. Um now I I cheated a little bit because y'all know y'all know I like to cheat. So I saw the assignment and I was like, hmm, when they were children. But what about when I was a child? What did I like to watch when I was a child? I love the hell out of Raising Arizona and I haven't seen it like since I haven't seen that movie in at least 15 years. So I watched it again this morning to see, you know, like if it was you know what that's like revisiting movies from the 80s sometimes it's a hit sometimes it's a myth some things you don't want to ruin let that live in my memory forever um but I, this movie i remember like along with nightmare on Elm street like this is a, a movie i can go back into my memory bank and think this is one that i watched over and over and over again every time it was on cable i was watching it i loved it mm -hmm. what what pulled me as a child to this movie right. um you've got so, a panty on your head yeah and i was like it wasn't that 
was it the music? Right. Gotta go pick up the huggies. <laughs> so raised in Arizona, it says it's a fast-paced farce about an unlikely pair who go to extreme lengths to have a child when an unco- incompetent robber marries a policewoman, and their romance is really fucking sweet. They discover that they are infertile. In order to appease his wife's longings for a child, the man steals one of a set of quintuplets. Um, but mayhem ensues when the child's rich father sends a rabbit shooting bounty hunter after the kidnapper. That movie, and it's uh, from um, Ethan and Joel Cohen. It was directed by Ethan Cohen. Oh my God, that movie is so fun and it feels good watching it. You get to see them like falling in love and they fall in love in the weirdest way. He's committed all these crimes and she she's the one who is booking him. Every time she's booking yes. him, at one point, she's turned to the right. Shot. Yes. Yes, and then she's fingerprinting him, mm-hmm. and like at one point, um, like she's crying. He's like, "What was wrong? My fiance left me." <laughs> so, <laughs> so like at a point, he he starts he, start, he, he, he starts falling in love with her, but you see him, he he continues to go back into jail because he doesn't feel like he belongs anywhere. And so he's like, "I belong with you because I love you. I'm not gonna cry ever again." Yeah, he is. I'm not gonna cry ever again. Um. So, like, they're happy for a while until she figures out, I'm barren. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and the furniture store guy, Mr. Arizona, because that's their last name, I believe, mm-hmm. um, they have a set of quintuplets because, you know, they had fertility drugs because they had their own struggles that we find out later. And they're like, they don't need all those babies. What are they going to do with five babies? We're helping them. And yeah, because they said they had too many babies. Yeah, more babies than they can handle. Right. And like, I feel like as a child, like one of the things I really loved was the scene where he goes to steal the baby. And like, he was like, this should have shown you that you're not cut out for this right this second. He's struggling to pick out one of the babies and the babies are everywhere. He he's put, he picked one up and yes. put it back in the crib and the other ones are escaping out. Oh my God. This it was still so much fun. And you had mm-hmm. William Forsyth in this and John Goodman too. Yes. oh my god I lo- girl yeah and then how everyone fell in love with the baby like when john goodman and his buddy take the baby and they realized they'd left him on top of the car and like and of course the bounty hunter i did not remember what happened with the bounty hunter oh, and yeah. like her name and my mouth dropped when i was like oh shit he pulled the pen He's gonna die. Wait a minute. I don't remember anybody dying in this. Yes. So yeah, I watched this and oh my god, it was so much fun. And I watched Vampire's Kiss. I thought I'd seen this movie. I'd never seen Vampire's Kiss before. It had him and Jennifer Beale women America Tita Alonso. And I kept looking at her because she's so young in this. And I was like, oh my god. And it was. And I, I felt bad because, like, he was really aggressive with her. He was one of those yuppie, like, Wall Street type. And she was his assistant. And he was really kind of abusive, even before he got bit by the vampire. Mm-hmm. And, like, he starts going after her. And she still feels so threatened. He follows her into the ladies' room at one point in time because she's supposed to be pulling this file for him. And she can't find it for anything. And she's still looking for it. And, like, he's just really incredibly aggressive with her. And he attacks her at one point in time and bites her neck. And he rips open her shirt. And I was like, what is this movie? Have y'all seen this? Probably ages ago. Probably when it came out. This was nothing like I was expecting it to be. For some reason, when I thought of Vampire's Kiss, I thought he got bitten by a vampire and he was struggling with becoming one and like you know something like fright night or something like that this was nothing like fright night um and also he reminded me very much of early keanu too just with his acting style and like his mannerisms too it was, i guess 80s like i i would recommend i like it wasn't a bad movie it just it wasn't what i was expecting and it was it was interesting and weird wow that's why I, I would check it. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. I don't know how much Yeah. Y'all, y'all seen yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. Baby Thanos. Yes. <laughs> and Kihoi Kwan. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Both of the Corys or one of the Corys? I think the Corys. both. One of the Corys. Mm-mm, one mm-hmm. of the Corys. Yeah, just, just Okay. Feldman. Okay. Yes. They call him Mouth, I think, in this one. Okay. Like, this movie is why he couldn't do the sequel for Friday the 13th. Um, and they had to go with somebody else to do it. Oh. I know. It, it worked out, though. Yeah. All right. Well, I watched the movie Big Fat Liar and (laughs) (laughs) uh, with Frankie Mooney's, he he was in Malcolm in the Middle and Amanda Bynes Mm. and, you know, also another child star. And this was like one of their transition movies into uh, adulthood. He was also in Can't Buy Me Love with blanking on his name. Wasn't she? Didn't he play Dr. McDreamy or whatever in Grey's Anatomy, which I've never seen. So no, Peterson, Amanda Peterson was in Can't Buy Me Love. Okay. okay never okay. mind. Okay. Sorry. So, like and, yeah, yeah, no, sorry. And there okay. were other different generations. Um, yeah. <laughs> there were other child stars in it also like, um, uh, Urkel, Jaleel oh, White. Wow. who played himself Uh, because the movie it's about a um, a hollywood producer who steals a story idea from a 14 year old kid Mm -hmm. and the one of the movies that that he's doing stars jaleel white and so you know he was able to like make fun of himself with that because the producer is always calling him urkel and so he has to set him straight Urkel is a character I played when I was a child. <laughs> cool. And so, <laughs> and there were just like lots of um, cameos by actors you would recognize. There was like Lee Majors was in it. Uh, yes, I'm spoiling all of this for you. Mm. <laughs> so, it, because it took place on a uh, on a movie set on the universal movie set movie lot and so you got to see props and costumes and things from like jurassic park how the grinch stole christmas the mummy all kinds of things Mm -hmm. the um there was some i guess some back to the future stuff in there also but i didn't spot it but it was in the the trivia there was like jaws uh all kinds of stuff, everything mm. on the the universal lot there. Uh, but it's just so much fun. It's okay because the producer steals the story from the kid and then the kid has to prove to his parents that he wasn't lying about that. And so hijinks ensue. <laughs> and yeah, it's too bad that, you know, Amanda Bynes, I guess didn't didn't quite make it to uh, <laughs> she, she ran into some troubles and because she was so much fun she was a great you know great comedic actress mm-hmm. and I hope that one day she can return to acting gets yeah. her gets her stuff together and comes back um lots of people you would recognize in this also John Cho um Amy Hill you don't know her name, but you'll recognize her when you see her. Okay. Um, Russell Hornsby, Sandra O. Oh. Cool. So, yeah, it's a great movie. Lots of fun. Unfortunately, it's not streaming. You have to rent, mm-hmm. but it's a, it's three ninety nine rental and or you know I can send you the DVD. <laughs> so. <laughs> going to be the geek girl soup netflix yeah, the library mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so i did watch a couple of other things mm-hmm. i had my basic cable on came across the purge which i had never seen Ooh, really so ne- ethan hawk and lena headley mm-hmm. and so ethan hawk of course and uh, i i liked this the purge yeah, it was really interesting. And so that made me remember, I did not watch it again, but the Explorer, just sorry, Explorers. Did y'all ever see that? Ethan Hawke is a kid 
It was his first film. It was also the first film for River Phoenix. Really? Loved this movie so much. Ethan Hawke, as you know, that character was having dreams, which ended up being the construction plans for a tiny spaceship that he built that took him and River Phoenix into space to rendezvous with a large alien ship ended up being two teenagers, two teenage aliens who just wanted to meet them and, and be buddies. It's freaking adorable. Love that movie. And so, uh, river Phoenix, I mean, just so many, you know, as a child actor, but made me think of, uh, not so great movie, A Night in the Life of Jimmy Reardon from night. Oh, and Explorers came out in 1985. Mm-hmm. A Night in the Life of Jimmy Reardon came out in 1988, featuring also Matthew Perry, both mm-hmm. Corey's Hyman Feldman, and also Meredith Salinger, who was a classmate of mine in college. And um, so, yep, she was a child actor as well. I mean, though that one, you know, came out older or teenagers. She most recently was in something called The Prank in 2022. Mm-hmm. She's done a lot of acting since then. The Prank is with Rita Moreno and Keith David. And she is also married to Patton Oswald. Really? Yeah, when he got remarried after yeah. the death of his wife. Yeah, I do remember. Yeah. yeah. And I also watched, so for Malcolm Jamal Warner, the mm-hmm. dude's show, the Cosby show, which we all loved. Oh my God. Um, for him, I watched his episode of a, an anthology series, I guess anthology series called accused, not mm-hmm. the, just accused. And it's, I forget how many episodes, I think like eight Each one focuses on someone accused of a crime and we see them at trial. And then we see flashbacks and we see what's going on in the trial. And he is a father accused of killing the man who sexually assaulted his young daughter. So it's really interesting. He does a great job in that. I I remember that I've, I've seen um, a lot of those episodes of that show yeah. and it's actually one of those shows where the American version yes. is good yeah. and it's based on a, I think a French show, BBC, BBC show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it works. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. That's the only episode I watched. <laughs> His is episode four called Kendall mm-hmm. and he is the, the, the dad, he's the main dude. Mm-hmm in it yeah and i thought he was really good he's also on um the fox show the resident and i think i think the show ended mm. last season okay. okay it it's hard to tell but i mean mm. there were so many time jumps and whatever that mm. i think that was it yeah okay <laughs> so yeah i i thought about watching an episode of that but when i saw accused and saw that he is in mm-hmm. one self-contained episode. I yeah, thought that's, gonna that's be yeah, that's better. Yeah. yeah, and he's he's doing great with his mm-hmm. adult career. You know, that's great. Yeah. I, I I love all these things that he's in, mm-hmm. and I remember he would. And one of his first things after the other show was a series with um that he did with Luke Perry. Oh, wow. mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it was like in a, a post-apocalyptic society, and yeah. it, it was on Showtime, I think. Huh. And yeah. I don't know how many seasons there were, but yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Interesting. Mm-hmm. What was it called again? Jeremiah. Jeremiah. Okay. Mm-hmm. It was three seasons. I was three. probably mixing that with Jericho, which is similar, right? <laughs> like well it's something with a j <laughs> mm-hmm. it was a really good show though mm-hmm. yeah and might as well mention luke perry too you know from yeah. 90210 it's like you know he was he was in a couple seasons of oz and 
you know, that was shocking to see him in that after, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, oh, he's all grown up now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so. And it's kind of um, weird to mention 90210 because some of those actors, a couple of those actors were 30. Yeah. Teenagers. Had- <laughs> Andrea. Right. And right. And so she was the one who had the teen pregnancy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Brian Austin Green, he was the youngest, wasn't he? Yeah. So he, he was, was actually a teenager. Yeah. yeah. And like and some I, of them young. Yeah. And I think Shannon Doherty was about her own age, yeah. real age. So mm-hmm. they were yeah. teens, not quite mm-hmm. child. Like to me, I think of child actors being a tween or younger. Yeah. But you know, or young teens. So like to me, Reese Witherspoon counts as 14. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. not that a teenager can't count, but I think like when you're 17, yeah, eh. yeah. <laughs> like Shannon is one one I one I remember like because I told you she was in this episode of Matlock in the 90s, and oh, she yes. was also in our house in the 1980s. So even before 90210 premiered, mm-hmm. and I think it was 91, like yeah. she already had like a TV career, like for other shows, but like 90210 was one of her most successful ones that she had charmed um, and some other movies and things that popped up too. So she, she was one that had a lot of good success um, over the years as well. She um, was also like she, in Little House on the Prairie. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. we can take a little segue over to the actor's strike <laughs> because yeah. Yeah. she's one of the ones that, <sighs> you know, cause she has breast cancer recurrence and so she hasn't been able to work yeah. and so she hasn't met the minimum twenty six thousand a year for health insurance so she's without health insurance yeah and we'll trying to fight cancer life. yeah yeah she's worked all her life and now she can't like she doesn't have the health insurance unfortunately right it's like yeah yeah they need some kind of a i guess pension system or whatever mm-hmm. like the oh that somebody was saying like once you're in like you're paying your dues so right. like, like right. literal dues like that yes. should go to whatever Doing like health insurance that, yes exactly yeah. exactly even if you haven't worked for the year because we we know like some actors they don't for reasons right. can be yeah. part of the the group policy and still get a reasonable th- rate on your exactly. insurance i thought yeah. that the dues were something like over three thousand dollars a year that should get that. you group health insurance, regardless of making any money at yeah. all. If yeah. you can pay $3,000 a year, and that is a real struggle for a lot of people in that union. If you yeah. are paying that, you should automatically be able to get the group health insurance. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Absolutely. And another thing I wanted to mention with Shannon I was looking, you know, I was looking at the AMC app and they are showing Heather's because it's the 30th anniversary. Oh, wow. Yeah. 30th anniversary. We watched, we, we rewatched it not long ago. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. I'm sorry. Like 35th, 35th anniversary. Wow. 35 years. Holy shit. I know. Right. So we watched that and like the TV show. Like there are so many actors who just been working, like if not nonstop, like they took a break and they came back. Yeah. Like in recent years. Yeah. Another one, Alyssa Milano. I grew yeah. up watching her the boss. Right. Uh, she played Tony Danza's daughter on the show. And then later she came back with her own TV shows. Like she was also in Charmed and she was in movies. Mm-hmm. She's they, an activist. Like she is a, an activist. She was very prominent when the Me Too things were um like on fire and like yeah. in the forefront doesn't she go to some or she was was going to some congressional hearings even she was i thought we were seeing yeah. her in the background at, at some of those yep very vocal yeah Excellent. oh will smith y'all come on oh <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> i mean we can start off as a rapper yeah, and that was going off really well. And he had Fresh Prince of Bel Air, and then he started being in movies, and like he he never ever looked but, back. But does that really count? Because he was like, you know, was he grown? Seventeen, eighteen. Yeah, he was. Yeah, still a child to me. 
<laughs> wonder how old he was when he started his music career. That's a good question. Find that on Wikipedia mm-hmm. under discography. Yeah. At 12. He started was... rapping at 12. Whoa. Hmm. Yeah. And no, we, we've yeah. talked about um, Michael J. Fox. Yeah. Oh, duh. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. talked about him a lot. Yep. That's right. We watched the we watched that documentary about a month ago. Yep. Mm-hmm. That was nominated for some Emmy. Yay. And delayed until January. <gasps> oh. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I'm really hoping that the Oscar bait movies slated for fall and winter do not get delayed. Yeah. What, what I'm hearing, like the studios are really going to want those movies to show. So they're going to get serious and actually come to the table because right now they're not coming to the table. Right. Um, they're going to be coming to the table more so at that point in time. Um, yes, and I can I, get that that press yeah. out there. Yeah. And I just like hope everybody else can stay strong and, do, like, and get the support they, they need. Because um, who was it recently? I know um, The Rock, he donated a large, uh, was it a, they said a record working amount of money um, like towards SAG after us to help support nice. the cause. And, I think and the writers? What about too. the writers? <laughs> the writers are hanging in there. Uh, people are still donating. They have a website, and if you want, I'll get you the link for it or where people can donate if they're interested, um, whether it be money towards them or just to send food to the line. Just what I support in whatever way, but the writers, a lot of the writers said that they they are used to struggling, and mm-hmm. that's what they're fighting to do to not struggle as much as they are, um, because right now, like, there's no way that they can live in LA with yeah. what they're making mm-hmm. right now. It's not mm-hmm. feasible, and no yeah. income. Yeah, right. So like they they've been there for almost three months now. Yeah. So they they said they they're staying. I think somebody, it was eighty eight days of yes as of yesterday. If I'm Oh remember gosh. or thereabouts um so it's been about almost three months and like they are hanging in there and honestly they yeah. have to um yeah. i don't know if y'all saw but some of these companies the studios they put out job listings for ai specialists paying like one hundred and eighty thousand dollars a year you could take that and how many actors or writers would that go towards to pay what they need wow and like and the demands of the, the writers, like people had said, it was a lot of just common sense stuff. They, they weren't asking for the moon. They're mostly just asking for job protection. Yeah. Wow. And a livable wage. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody wants to pay a livable wage, no matter what your career. But here, they're willing so. to pay $180,000 for an AI specialist. Yeah. Which, I mean, That's is... Not- bucket against what the actual studio heads make right right but honestly if they if they're able to make anything happen let's say they do a movie um, made completely with ai i want to see that shit i'm not going to watch it no so hopefully they would label it as such i'm pretty sure on the no would make sure it's known because that's risking a lot of jobs you're looking at the writers, the actors, and the directors. Like, I know the directors got some kind of um, clause and put whatever contract they were able to get. But really, like, what what directors are going to be working right now if the actors are striking? Like, because just recently, just yesterday, Viola Davis, her movie got a waiver for G20, and she's like, no, I stand in solidarity with the actors. I'm not, yeah. I'm not doing anything with this movie. They yeah. got a waiver, so she said no. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, like hopefully more of the actors do that, especially yeah. more of the um, like not higher tier, but like more mm-hmm. of the visible actors right. will do that. Yeah. And um, I told you there was a kerfuffle in the soap world. Um, there are two different mm-hmm. things that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, was Alan Alar uh, for Days of Our Lives? Um, I think he's one of the EPs. I'm gonna double check that to make sure. Let's see. Yeah, he's one of the EPs. Um, Alan Alar, uh, he's one of the EPs, oh, EPs uh, and directors over at Days of Our Lives, and he's pretty much been running things. 
and it's very toxic and he's been investigated uh, by Sony, I think it was. And initially they were just going to put him on punishment for 90 days and have him do some kind of training. But there was an outcry among everybody when they found out like the abuse that he's been heaping on mostly like the women, some of the men too. And they're like, no, you need to fire him. So mm -hmm. production has been shut down for the, for the rest of the week so they could figure out where they're going to go with it. Wow. What's what's gonna, if they're going to hire someone, I hope they do hire someone else because wow. he, he can't stay there. Mm -hmm. We'll see another story. And there was another kerfluffle. I think I told y'all the soap actors are on a different contract. Mm -hmm. So like they're not they're not allowed to be on strike. If they have the work available to be done and they're on the call sheet, they must come into the office. They can go strike mm -hmm. with their brethren because they have to pay they pay dues too to SAG AFRA. Um, but they're not allowed to actually protest and say, I'm not working because of, you know, I don't agree with this. They wow. they're under contract. Um, so last week they finally ran out of script from the writers from mm -hmm. their official writers who are striking and they had non-union writers aka scab writers who had written the scripts that started last week and um that got known um i guess online and people were highly upset um which i, I do understand that if you're striking and you're trying to make sure that everybody's standing in solidarity with each other and doing things that that need to be done um like you, you don't want to see that happen and now one of the writers who was who striking right now, uh, she had put out a post that got picked up like by a lot of the trades and by mainstream media online. Um, it's like she said that she wants you to continue to support the show and continue to watch, but also to support like the writers into, into getting what they needed. Uh, she said the situation is a very sensitive one. And there's a reason why she said that. I told y'all General Hospital just celebrated 60 years on the air. And some of the older soaps, you know, they celebrated anniversaries before that um, with just as much of the length. Um, but during the last writer's strike uh, in 2008, there were eight soap operas on the air at that time. This time, there are four soap operas. One of them is on Peacock. Three of them are on network TV. Uh, mm -hmm. If these soap operas shut down because they have no writers, you know what's going to happen? They're going canceled, mm -hmm. and that'll be sixty years just gone. Like th this situation is a lot more complicated than some of the others, and so that's why they have the five core writers, like people who it's understood that they're going to be writing uh, for these shows, and they understand that they won't be able to vote and for and SAG after elections and different things like that. Mm -hmm. So, like this, this is accounted for because this is a very particular situation. Um, there were some folks online who did not understand that. And they got very angry and they were calling for the cancellation of the show um, mm. because they said, hey, well, they shouldn't be allowed to write. We should go. We should go ahead and protest outside of their work so they, we can shut down production on it. And you had the soap community. Soap community is very interesting. I don't know if you all saw it on Twitter. Um, like they're sometimes infighting within Twitter, like, oh, this person should be with this person or I hate this storyline because of this XYZ or my soap is better than your soap. But like when you come for soap Twitter, soap Twitter kind of coalesces and they will strike back. Mm -hmm. um, there was a whole thing with one of the actresses from um, Abbott Elementary. Um, Y'all know um, Lisa, Lisa Shimenti or the, the redhead. Mm -hmm. I'm probably mixing up her real first name and the character's first name, Melissa. Um, but she and another the the soap folks they got into it and people were trying to explain to her what the situation was she didn't want to hear it um uh, and it got really aggressive on both sides um and people ended up i, I i'm no longer following her i'm blocking her because like some of the things were said it wasn't cool uh, uh, and then the next day she said well i didn't attack any fans and they kind of did but wow. it was it was not a good situation. And like, I think there needs to be care moving forward into certain things. Like I absolutely support everything that's being done with this strike. I want them to get everything that they're asking for on both sides with WGA and with um, SAG-AFTRA. Mm -hmm. And I know very much how badly it's affecting not just them, but also like everyone around them. Yeah. Did y'all see like this new story put out? I 
can't remember who put it out, but it was basically the publicist saying that they were losing money too because the actors can't do interviews. Sure. So don't do yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. all of the other support industries. Right. Yeah. So catering just, and yeah. costumes yeah. and yeah. yeah. Makeup, yeah. And hair. Like, yeah, exactly. And why the actor said it's not just them, like uh, everything. And my dry cleaning person isn't getting right. the money um, that Construction. I have. Yeah, everything. And yeah. I think at one point in time, um, what's the what's the governor Newsom? He said if needed, he's going to step in because it's affecting. It's going to start to affect California's economy. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully they can get this resolved sooner than later because. Like you can't wait these people out. Yeah. I mean, you can try. It's cruel to do that, but like you're you're being unfair. And yeah. like I don't think the studios are taken into account. Like this looks bad on you. Like yeah. people who liked you before, like they're not gonna want to work with you in the future because they can see like how you operate as a person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes you gotta stop looking at the the, the money the money, the bottom line, and you gotta look at the person. Yeah. Right. Right. Sorry that went on. <laughs> no, it's fine. Important. Yeah. Part of what we're here to talk about. And eventually, we're, we'll talk to uh, we'll talk to Eric one of these days. Yeah. Because he's not working right now. So. Yeah. <laughs> I had asked, like, talking to Eric is what really brought it home to me. Um, because yeah. it was right after SAG after had announced that they were going on strike, and I we had reached out and I said, "Oh, h- how are you? How's everything going? Um, like, is this going to affect you now? Like, like already?" Because I was thinking like he would be able to work on like things that are, were already in the can and work on editing that, but now everything's shut down and it shut down immediately. So, but I'll let him tell the rest of the story. Yeah, yeah. But for next week, we haven't really finalized all of this. <laughs> oh, what is it? Oh my gosh. I'm looking at, it's the uh, International Day of World's Indigenous People. Oh my gosh. We are just being so bad recently about planning our movies ahead of time. We've got themes on the content calendar. Yeah. All right. So we'll pick and uh, y'all see them in the show notes. okay sounds good (laughs) we'll do that again and but we know what we're doing the following week that's the joyride girls trip bridesmaids yeah and hey it's it's a theme because it'll actually be happening so (laughs) yes yay so until we figure out next week and (laughs) we've already figured out the following week so until next time everybody geek on